the clients that I have that score very high on empathy, they do not tend to extend that same empathy and grace to themselves. And so what I coach on is actually to kind of put your own mask on first and, you know, using that, that airplane analogy, right? Like the airplane, something is happening, put your own mask on first. So if you were giving yourself grace, giving yourself empathy, how much more able you would be and how much better, uh, better equipped you would be. Um, to extend that to the people around you. Empower You podcast is devoted to bringing real world wisdom and encouragement to our listeners. We discuss a multitude of life principles and the process from an economic, cultural, and societal perspective. We believe that through tough conversations and shared wisdom, we can pave the path and leave a ladder for the future. Subscribe to our channel and let us empower you. Welcome to Empower You Podcast. My name is Kidboy Cooper and I am your host. I hope you're having a great day and enjoying yourself. Um, We've got a really awesome interview for you today, and I really cannot wait to share it with you. Our topic for today is I won't apologize. Now, apologizing is a very, um, it's a very cultural thing that we all do, right? We constantly apologize for being who we are or having a different idea than someone else or being slightly different or more opinionated, we're always apologizing for something. And we're going to talk about that today. And our guest is going to really guide us through this discussion, and it is going to be fantastic. She is an incredible human being, and I'm going to tell you just a little bit about her before I let her speak on herself. Um, Andy Hines Lagerman is a marketing whiz an entrepreneur, and has helped hundreds of men and women launch their businesses uh, successfully and soundly. Um, and she also is the founder of Tidewater Coaching, which is really all about helping people navigate uh, between careers and even taking a, a more established chance on themselves. Um, she is just an incredibly kind human being and the practitioner of emotional intelligence. Andy, how you doing? I'm great. I don't know that I could add anything to that amazing introduction. <laughs> no problem at all. No problem. I'm so glad that you're here and uh, that you had a little bit of time to spend with me, with us, um, as we dive into all things self-empowerment, self-betterment, and Specifically, um, this idea, this this habit we have of apologizing for everything, for everything about who we are, everything that we want for ourselves, everything that doesn't work out for somebody else, we always feel sorry. Why is that? What what what? Why is 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 this such a issue for us? And we're gonna. I'm I'm anxious to hear your responses on that. But first. Before we jump into the deep uh, uh, waters here, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your business, businesses, what you what you do with your time? So I do a lot of different things. Um, I have a 20-year career in marketing and corporate events, including owning my own firm. And uh, during the time that I own my firm, I also founded and still direct a nonprofit that supports women entrepreneurs in Northeast Indiana um, and beyond. That's called Own Your Success, and we uh, currently have 640 members, so it's pretty cool. Wow. And throughout the time that I have been running Own Your Success, um, I sort of organically ended up coaching literally hundreds of women, um, sort of at the intersection of life and career, because let's face it, you don't have an argument with your spouse and not drag that bag of trash around with you all day. So 
um, you know, it's, it's a really, really important mix to, to kind of hit on both sides of your life. Um, during 2020, surprise, nobody was having corporate events. So <laughs> I took that yeah. time to reevaluate. Uh, and, you know, as it turns out, as much as I love marketing and events, it's not really what puts fire in my gut the way that coaching does. And so last year I took, um, I launched Tidewater Coaching and went ahead and went through the, the training and testing to become an emotional intelligence practitioner. And now I'm getting ready to go back to school to get my master's in psychology. Um, and apart from all of that, I also help oversee a micro grant for entrepreneurs here in our region in Northeast Indiana. Um, and I from all of that stuff. I'm on the advocacy committee for the United Way. I'm on the steering committee for the women's study at the Community Foundation here in town. And then I'm also on the Global Entrepreneurship Committee for the United States Department of State. Which is, oh, I can tell by your face, maybe you didn't know that one. Yeah. Um, you know, That's recent. <laughs> I feel like I saw something about that. And yeah. I completely forgot that. Um, wow. How does one, first of all, how are you doing? <laughs> I feel like there are so many things that you do. How do you do that? How, how, would, how do you feel on a daily basis? I feel generally and fulfilled at the same time if that's possible because I've been really intentional especially over the past few years about making sure that all of the different things that I choose to get involved with are really in alignment with what is important to me so I knew that I had to be involved in um, things that elevated women and women's issues and so I you know kind of ran in that direction on the volunteer side of my life and I also love coaching and working with entrepreneurs. And so I've, like I said, just been really, really intentional about making sure that those are the types of activities that I, that I'm doing. Wow. Wow. That is a lot um, to be mm -hmm. doing on a daily basis. Uh, I mean, I don't know what your schedule looks like. I'm, I'm really bad at, um, at my schedule sometimes. Um, I have too many yeah. things on my plate. And I think the main thing is that it's the the part where you said, I've been very intentional ab about involving myself with things that align with my purpose. Mm -hmm. There are things that take up a lot of my time that have nothing to do with my purpose. And that is very, very annoying. Because then you just yeah. stare at them. Like, why are you yep. here? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And yep. so, and sometimes those are necessary evils. I mean, sometimes those are the things that you have to do for income or they're the things that you have to do, um, you know, to on some level support people that you care about or whatever. It, it might not be completely in your swim lane, but something that for this particular season, you, you still have to do. Yeah. Um, and there's certainly no, no shame, no reason to apologize, right, for those things. Right. Um, and especially not as, as long as there is enough of the other stuff to uh, to make up for that and to be fulfilling, to be meaningful to you. Um, I will say, uh, I just want to touch on this because there's this buzz phrase, and it's been around a few years now, work-life balance. You know, everybody is like, oh, you have to find balance. And um, I hope you will allow me one tiny cuss because I actually coach that balance is bullshit mm. um, because it implicates that your family needs more attention, that your work is going to suffer and vice versa. If you have to dedicate a little bit of extra time on a project or a client, something having to do with your business that your family now is suffering. And I just, I hate that visual. You know, my undergrad is, is art. Yeah. Um, so I'm a very visual thinker. I'm a visual, yeah. uh, do a lot of visualizations of my coaching that visual of a, of a scales of balance is just, I hate that. So 
I coach on blending. Uh, you know, it's more about like the sum total, you know, so is there some stuff in your yeah. day, in your week that is maybe not in alignment? Sure. We all have stuff that's not in alignment. Um, going to the grocery store is not in alignment with my purpose, but at the end of the day, at the end of the week, um, does it all kind of out to where I feel fulfilled by the work that I did this week? Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, that actually does. Um, I think that's very interesting that you say blending um, and that there's not, it's not really a balancing act. It's just being intentional about what yep. you're putting where. I th- yep. I am, I am not good at blending. I'm not. Yeah. And I often want to apologize, right, for mm, not being good at blending for not being good because there's a part of me that has waited so long just for the opportunity that it's taken me a decade mm-hmm. to have. It's hard mm-hmm. to blend anything with that. You can yeah. share that enthusiasm or you cannot share it, but it's difficult to blend that, you know, because yeah. no one was there 10 years ago. Right. Right. So unless you have 10 so years you of, a- go ahead. So who, so who are you apologizing to when you when you apologize for not blending well? I think I apologize to myself because I feel like mm-hmm. I'm not always the best friend or I apologize mm-hmm. to my family because I don't feel like I'm always the best sibling or son because, mm-hmm. you know, I do a lot of things and I am distant from them geographically. Mm-hmm. And so... Mm-hmm. It makes it, uh, it just makes my life a bit different. And uh, mm-hmm. so that's something I've, um, that's why this whole topic is so interesting to me. I wrote, when I did this season, I wrote down several topics that I thought were very, very important um, on your self development journey, your self empowerment mm-hmm. journey. Um, mm-hmm. And this need to apologize constantly or to feel bad because you can't be everything to everybody mm-hmm. was, was definitely something that I thought needed to be discussed on empower you podcast. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. um, I had no idea that I would be in this point in my life when I was writing this. Yeah. So it's very interesting. Somebody did. Right. Um, right. I think, I think there was a higher power at work. There. Absolutely. <laughs> You know, I think that I think that part of the reason that we apologize, um, it's a little bit, it's a little bit self-deprecating. It's a little bit we don't want to seem too much or too good. We don't want to seem braggy, or you know, even if we are achieving some level of success, we we sort of, we almost like downplay it. We damper it because we don't want people around us to feel. Maybe like they haven't achieved enough, right? Like they should be good, better, whatever. So we, we almost, we do this thing where it's like, we kind of down talk ourselves and our own success so that we make sure that the the people around us don't somehow feel bad about themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So you down, you downplay yourself in order to make other people comfortable and mm-hmm. accept you. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yep. And we do it in our own heads too. Um, you know, we, we do it to ourselves, but we also do it kind of for the, in a weird way for the benefit of other people. But, you know, one of the biggest ways that I think this, this topic comes out um, and especially, you know, I primarily coach women, um, but a way that this comes out is imposter syndrome, right? Like we're constantly telling ourselves that we're not enough. We're not good enough. We're not smart enough, successful enough, whatever. And so then when those times do come of success recognition, um, you know, we, we, we kind of have this thing where we're like, surely not me, you know, at any moment, somebody is going to tap on my shoulder and say, um, excuse me, what are you doing here? Mm, you know, like wow. I've, I've, I've figured this out. Like somebody does this better than you or somebody invited you here on accident or whatever the case oh, wow. may be. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, I get that. So my first question to you about that is, is, is how did you arrive here? How did you arrive at this conclusion about yourself? Uh, and, and what about your childhood influenced, um, your journey towards Mm -hmm. coaching, towards being a marketer, towards being in, uh, how how did you put it? An emotional intelligence practice practitioner. That is a fantastic term. Yes, it is. I'm, super proud of that term actually (laughs) um but I would say how I arrived here uh you know you and I talked before you turned the before you turned the mic on but I do have this drive to um to please people to make people happy to make them like me uh, you know, I'm, I'm very, very driven in that way. And that I'm sure goes back to my childhood of, um, you know, I wanted to make my parents, my grandparents wanted to make them proud, wanted to make them happy. I wanted to be enough. Right. And, and that's something I think that we all kind of strive for is that enoughness. Um, and I definitely think that that still plays out in my life. I will say, just like everyone, I feel like I am absolutely a work in progress as far as all of that goes. Sure, I'm an EQ practitioner, going back to school for my master's, I do all of these things, but you know, we all have cracks, we all have bumps, and I'm absolutely not an exception to that rule. Yeah, that's, I think uh, what we don't, I know, I say I think a lot, and somebody corrected me on that. (laughs) I know that we very, we, we, generally more times than not we don't define what enough is mm-hmm. so what what is enough to you what did, what does your brain tell you that enough is mm. i'm going to be completely vulnerable with you and say i don't know that i have completely figured that out yet to be honest um you know, you, you said earlier that I'm, um, resilient and, and all of these wonderful things. And part of the need for resilience is life experiences. Right. Um, and I don't even know if you know some of this stuff about me, but I, um, had cancer back in 2014, um, and went through a terrible divorce in 2017 and you know so I think um and I and now I'm healthy and happily remarried so you know things are things are looking up for sure but (laughs) um yeah hey but but I do think that 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 question kind of lives still in the back of my head of like what is enough and what you know what is that definition I guess uh, is the best way I can say that. And I feel like once you have kind of put your finger on what is actually meaningful and fulfilling to you and you start putting one foot in front of the other in that direction, um, and you're creating your own enoughness, if I can make up words, um, you know, that's kind of where I feel, I feel like I'm at right now. And I feel more, I feel more in line with my purpose right now than ever in my life. Wow. So feel pretty, I feel pretty enough right now. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's good. That's good. I did not know that, um, that, you went through some of that I really didn't I don't I don't feel like I knew that uh I think that's I think that's amazing I think that's amazing I feel like there are moments in your life where everything seems like it's on fire Mm -hmm. and you just are not sure if anything is the right decision let alone mm-hmm. what you're doing already. Right. You know, cause you tell yourself this story that 
all of your decisions have led you to this monumental bad moment mm -hmm. and that you yeah. should be sorry about that. You should apologize yeah. to yourself, to your parents, to whomever, whether it's your spouse or whoever. Um, mm -hmm. And like somehow you deserve it. Yeah. Which is insane. It, well, you know, that's, I mean, really to say it out loud, you know, like you would never say that to, you would never say that to your friend. You yeah. know, you would never say that to your sister who was going through something terrible. You would never say, well, you know, you made this bed. Now you have to lay it. I mean, I don't <laughs> you know, know. I don't know. I would be really, <laughs> Maybe you I, would. <laughs> I would be real with my friends and they would be real with me. That's why I don't have that many of them. Um, well, I don't, I, and I don't, I'm not suggesting that you're, that you wouldn't be real with them, but I, there's yeah. a difference between being real and being cruel. Right. Which I think we do. We can be very cruel with ourselves. Oh, absolutely. We can be very, very sort of careless with our own feelings, our own emotional well being. Yes. Careless. That is, mm -hmm. that is a very great way to put that. So yeah. when you hear the words, I won't apologize, how would you end that sentence? Give me like three examples. Hmm. I won't apologize for the ways that I the ways that I coped and the ways that I overcame struggle. I think that we do the best that we can, the very best that we can with what we have in that moment. Yes. Yes. I won't apologize for making a career shift. I've had a lot of people question me and say, you know, how do you do marketing for all this time and then make a left turn and now suddenly you're a coach. Um, I think if anyone took the time to talk to me about it, I could very easily explain the through lines, but I definitely won't apologize for it. And I don't really need to explain it to anyone. I mean, unless that's in somehow a professional capacity and we're just talking, but um and I won't apologize for, I know this is very timely because, you know, who knows, someday, years from now, somebody will listen to this and not even remember COVID, right? But like, I don't think that I or anyone should apologize for how they are surviving this pandemic and and whether that be from an emotional standpoint whether that be from a uh, a physical wellness standpoint um you know i just i think people are kind of all over the board with doing whatever thing or things that they need to do to just get okay and be okay right now mm. Ooh, you said a lot right there <laughs> that's a lot that is a lot so for anybody listening to this um i want you to think about three things that you just absolutely won't apologize for and i want you to repeat those to yourself because we have to to learn to be definite about who we are and what we value because if we keep letting that waver we just won't ever get anywhere doesn't matter what your goals are. So I just want to leave you with that really quick before we move on to this next question. So as you have moved on through um, through your childhood and you know uh, um, marriage and things like that, how how has you know your self development journey um, been impacted by you know? your either lack of apology or your desire to apologize because I would assume you weren't always as definite as you are right now right or maybe you were right no I definitely was not um 
Yeah, I mean, I think it has it has absolutely shifted over the years. Um, of course, when I was younger, which I guess I would include like through my 20s, right? Um, I felt very apologetic. Like I was never um, achieving enough or making people happy enough or something along those lines. Um, and then even through my marriage, which was very, uh, my, my previous marriage, I should say, um, which was very, a very emotionally abusive situation. And I was constantly like sort of lowering myself and very apologetic and, and putting myself down and, and holding myself back and having sort of survived that whole situation um, and getting on the other side of it, I'm in a whole other level of self-development and absolutely, um, I don't want to say unapologetic, but way less apologetic. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Um, That's fair. Not apologetic about things, you know, things that matter, things that I know to be true now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think, you know, I have issues with that. I think I lower myself because I can frighten myself. Mm -hmm. How, um, how, how hard I can go sometimes, mm -hmm. how focused or how after it I can get. And it's, mm -hmm. it's done a, <laughs> You know, it looks good sometimes, right? You know, you think, oh, you know, you're a driven human, but it's just like, also, sometimes it feels like you're like, you know, getting dragged behind a vehicle. Mm -hmm. um, and if you're attached to things or to people, they get dragged too. Yeah. And so I think. Yeah, because um, when you're on fire, you burn everybody else around you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. And I'm a fire sign. So that's a very Oh really? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So that one's that one's big facts. So what has been um what's been the most in your coaching when you're helping people understand this about themselves? Uh what's the first thing you help them do when when they come to you uh or and and are looking for some kind of guidance, counsel? on how mm -hmm. to maybe find their purpose or how to um, be definite about what they want or, or have the confidence mm -hmm. to change something about their lives. Mm -hmm. How do you start mm -hmm. that? Um, so typically when a, when a client comes to me, we start with the um, emotional intelligence assessment. It's a, it is a clinical uh, assessment very based in, um, you know, data and analytics and all those kind of things, but it gives us a really awesome kind of starting line of, you know, here, here's where you are right now. It, it gives some really beautiful and powerful language to where the client is um, with some of their different emotional intelligence skills and, um, helps us set some goals for where they want to go. And, you know, one of the, one of the skills that I will say has come up a ton, um, especially in the last like six months um, and in many different facets of, of work that I do, everything from the state department to one-on-one -on -one coaching. Uh, even today I had two sessions where we talked about empathy. So empathy coming up over and over and over in my coaching. And I think that for good reason, um, and I think that that reason is that people's empathy has kind of taken a hit again with COVID. Uh, we are, first of all, in self-preservation mode. So less thinking about other people around us. We're not thinking about our coworkers. We're not thinking about people at the store. We're not, you know, we're, we're in this, like, I need to make sure that my family and I are safe, 
that I keep my job, you know, like those types of things We're we're very much in, in that like sort of inward facing mode. Today is the day and now is the time. If you have a good idea, good intentions, and are looking for a way to get audience and to get your great message out to the world, I encourage you to start your very own podcast. You would be surprised the amount of folks who are waiting to hear your content. My name is Kidboy Cooper, and I have been an audio engineer for the past seven years years and I am offering one-on-one coaching to help you get through the beginning stages of creating your very own podcast. Please reach out to me and let me know how I can help you. My email address is empoweryoupodcast at gmail.com. We offer one-on-one coaching, a live masterclass, and even a 10-module course that will take you through the entire process of creating, producing, and distributing your podcast to your very own listeners. This is a great avenue to connect with your audience and to connect with people who are in need of your voice. Again, reach out to me at empoweryoupodcast at gmail.com and let's get your podcast started today. But also now everything is kind of opening back up and now we're expected to go back to the office and the kids are back in school and do they have to wear masks or not? I mean, you know, like the whole, <laughs> we don't want to go down that road, but like a lot of this, like re-entering into society. And it's almost like a, a, we need this like empathy adjustment period where people have to remember to take other humans into account when they're making their decisions and, and dealing with problems and things like that. So, um, But also, you know, one of the big things that I coach on in regard to empathy is kind of going back to this thing of like, am I enough? I'm apologizing. I, you know, I don't feel like I'm in alignment, all of those sorts of things, because even the clients that I have that score very high on empathy, they do not tend to extend that same empathy and grace to themselves. And so what I coach on is actually to kind of put your own mask on first and, you know, using that, that airplane analogy, right? Like the airplane, something is happening, put your own mask on first. So like we were talking about, um, again, before you turned on the the recording, just that concept of like, if you were giving yourself grace, giving yourself empathy, um, how much more able you would be and how much better, uh, better equipped you would be um, to extend that to the people around you. Hmm. That is very true. Um, I would have to really agree with that. Uh, the, the grace that you give yourself shows up in other portions of your life and it shows mm-hmm. up in the way that you handle other people. Mm-hmm. So I, I would absolutely agree with that. I think uh, I know for myself when I'm being really rigid on myself, when I'm being very intense with myself, it also causes me to be very intense with other people. Mm-hmm. And so there's a blending, right, that has mm-hmm. to occur there between holding yourself to accountable, um, but also understanding that you are human you said something today about it's the sum of of what you do, not your individual actions, right? Mm-hmm. Which made me think about the 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 book uh, Atomic Habits. Have you read that? Mm-mm, I haven't. But I'm gonna jot it down. Yeah, it's a, it's a really awesome book. I wish I remember the guy's name who wrote it. Look up Atomic Habits, y'all. I, I want to believe. I think it's a a bestseller right now. I know it was sold out mm. at the bookstores, um, but one of the things that he talks about is it's the very, it's the small things that you do over time that creates Mm -hmm. such a big difference in your life. It's not the fact that, you know, you can be super, super rigid about one thing. It's about figuring out what edges you can give yourself, you know, even if it's just a small amount 
Um, Mm -hmm. and when you talk about empathy, that's what it makes me think of. It's just like, just learning to be just that, just a small amount more compassionate with yourself, just a small amount more understanding. Don't get quite so frustrated with yourself all the time. Oh, I love that. An empathy habit. Yeah. I like it. You know, so I think that's, that's, that's really interesting that you mentioned that I am not, I don't generally think of having empathy with having empathy for myself. And mm-hmm. so that whole self empathy um, is is uh is very different. I'm gonna have to mm-hmm. try to em- employ that a little bit more. Um, yeah, well, and and keeping in mind too that empathy doesn't always just mean being nice. Empathy also is understanding another person's um, emotions, and so sometimes empathy for yourself might mean just taking a beat to to get in touch with how you're feeling what are you feeling and why, where is that coming from and what to do with that information? That's, uh, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm laughing because that is, you know, that's another part of, of learning to be unapologetic. Um, Mm -hmm. we apologize to ourselves a lot for not feeling some kind of way, you know, Mm -hmm. you have nothing to complain about, you know, there's, starving people wherever you know right right it's just like what is that (laughs) which difference does that make you know like right it's not a contest it's not a a suffering contest (laughs) you know you deserve to be to 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 be understood regardless of who else is going through things um and so this that what you said about taking a moment to, you know, not down yourself, right? Not be so apologetic for feeling some kind of way, but just give that that feeling its moment and 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 understand where it's coming from. Um yep. that is is another very, very interesting journey that I'm on as well. So if if you're when you when as you all are listening to this, um I just want you to be mindful. This is something that nobody does completely. Okay. There is no progress bar. Wherever you are now, just try to be a little bit more empathetic for yourself. Apologize to yourself a little bit less because, you know, just as Andy was saying, you know, we all deserve that grace. And the more we give to ourselves, the more tolerant we can be of other people. Do you believe people are very, I mean, and I, and I'll, and I'm, I'm going to go there for a second, right? Do you believe that people are so um, frustrated right now, whether it's racially, economically, uh, politically, you feel like they are so indignant about those who have opposite opinions of them because they are very, very, um, they don't exercise much empathy for themselves? Hmm. I think that very well could be, but I think that they're for sure not, Uh, exercising empathy toward other people. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think so many times it's, I don't want to say it's easy because it's actually not easy for me, but I think that people do have a tendency to dehumanize groups of people, right? So they think this, they believe that who, who is they, whatever that might be, right? right. Maybe it's um, the opposite political party. Maybe it's the opposite gender, right? It could be whatever. Um, and by categorizing people, like categorizing people is the first, te- first step, excuse me, toward dehumanizing them. And as soon as you have dehumanized someone, suddenly they're not a person anymore. Well, you don't have to consider their emotions or their thoughts, their feelings, their history, what led them to this moment, to to what led them to feel this way, believe this way, behave this way. Um, And so I think that I think the biggest piece that is missing is the empathy for other people. And I truly believe that If you took any two people who, you know, again, on paper, whatever this, whatever the two categories may be, but are categorically opposite, 
and you made them sit across the table from each other and look each other in the eyes and say, how did you arrive at this decision? And it could not be an inflammatory conversation, but they had to say, you know, we grew up in poverty and my dad was abusive and, you know, or whatever the case may be, that if, if you had that moment, you're not even making assumptions. You're not even trying to guess or predict, but you're actually just looking that other human being in the eyes and hearing them. Um, I think that, oh my goodness, bridge so many gaps. Yeah, that, so that, that moment of, of, of humanity, I think um, it kind of dethrones some of the the objectification that we put on each other, mm-hmm. you know, because we all want basically the same things, which is to be safe, mm-hmm. to have, be able to provide for yourself and your family and to have an yep. opportunity to be and to change your life and be in control the way that you would like yep. to be. That doesn't intrinsically, yeah, that yeah. doesn't, in, to be safe, that doesn't intrinsically harm anyone else. Now, there's mm-hmm. always going to be people who, who just are not really achievers, who have a different mm-hmm. way of living life. And we could find that more or less honorable. But the reality is, again, if you allow yourself to have empathy, that doesn't mean you allow anything. It just means that you take a moment to Accept see that it. person fully Mm -hmm. not just for the things that you see that you don't like right um i think that's 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 really great hmm yeah that empathy is very interesting i never think about empathy as a um wellness routine Mm -hmm. you know and uh i'm i try to be really disciplined and i get up really Mm -hmm. early and go to the gym and do all these things um because that's how I try to embody effort for myself, mm-hmm. which I think is another term of empathy, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's, that's really great. That's really great. Huh. Okay. Um, so I know we're getting close on time. Um, I do have just a couple more questions. Is that okay? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay, okay. So, um, I want to know how your life has changed since you stopped apologizing for who you truly desire to be. You talked about how ladies can accomplish a lot, and yet they still sit in rooms and are waiting for somebody mm-hmm. to come and tell them that they're not enough, just mm-hmm. subconsciously. Mm-hmm. Does that go away ever? Have you? Does that get better how how mm. has it changed for you? Because mm. you're a super accomplished person. I don't even know how you even arrived at certain positions that you're in. Like you work, I don't even, can you say again what you do for the United States, the, the, the board that you're on? Yep. I'm on the Global Entrepreneurship Committee for the U.S. State Department. What is that? I mean, there's just like, <laughs> what? <is laughs> there's just so many um, questions. And there's yeah. so many, there's so much depth there. So for you to feel for some reason, like someone's going to tap you on the shoulder and say, you don't deserve to be, I'm like, how, how would you even get that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I understand oh, that's a real thing. So... You're so sweet. Can I tell you a, a funny story about that uh, imposter syndrome? This is just not that long ago. Um, last year, I received a torchbearer award from the Indiana Commission for Women. So it's a it's a a governor appointed commission. I received an honor from the state of Indiana. Wow. <laughs> uh, amazing. Amazing. And the um because it's for the Women's Commission, the governor's wife hosted a small reception at the governor's residence last, like, October. And um, it was, like I said, very small. There were only six women in the whole state that got this award. And it was each of us and one guest and then, like, the governor's wife and a photographer. And that was it. It was, like, super small. And um, 
the first the first in-person event they had had since the COVID shutdown. And I was standing there in this room with an Olympic athlete, um, the woman who broke the story about the um, sex abuse scandal happening in the gymnastics industry, um, a woman who has raised like gazillions of dollars in COVID relief money. Um, and I was standing there like, oh crap, they made a mistake. Like I, I should not be here. Like they, they're not going to call my name. Like when it comes time to call the awards, they're not going to say my name or somebody is going to realize that they've made a mistake. And, you know, it was the awesome moment came for me when we got in, in the car my husband of course was with me and we got in the car to leave and I was saying to him like I, I can't believe that I got this award compared to these other women like what you know this is crazy and, and he was like I think that the piece that's missing for you is not that you didn't deserve the award it's that somebody finally recognized all the hard work that you're doing and you deserve to be recognized for it you know and it and it's so funny because this is stuff I coach on, but it was like that thought had never even entered my mind as I was standing there at the governor's residence getting this medal and everything, you know, I just, so, so when, how has it been since I stopped apologizing? I guess I'm going to say I haven't. Um, I want to be totally real. I don't want your listeners to think that I'm perfect or something, um, or even that I think I'm perfect. That's, uh, seems almost comical to me but um you know I am I am a work in progress just like everybody is and but like I said I I will say that um first of all I don't do anything I do for recognition which is I think the other reason why it feels very strange to me when I do get recognized um but again having a few giant steps in the direction of where I feel like my purpose really is and where I really do feel called um, to use my gifts in this life. And that is through coaching. And, and like I said, I'm, you know, going back to school to get my master's. I, I've got ideas for a couple of books. Um, I feel better about and my work and, and honestly, the impact that my work is having, um, in my client, you know, for my clients in my community, all of that, I, I feel more, I hate to keep saying the phrase in alignment, but, but that's where I'm at. Like, I, I just, I feel like I'm on the right path and there's, it's kind of hard to apologize for that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. When you when you realize that I told my friend this yesterday. I said cuz I've been going through my own stuff. Um mm-hmm. and so she asked me how I was doing and I told her, you know, I'm I'm having a, a difficult week this week in a lot of different areas. Um, you know, it's Mother's Day weekend, which I don't even really want to think about that. You know, um, but I told her, I said, nobody said you would be happy doing what you're meant to do. You just have to do it and trust that those things eventually will line up. That's the difference because most people will live their life based off of their comfort, not based off Mm -hmm. of what they're truly meant to do. So they never Mm -hmm. get to the point of really feeling in alignment right mm-hmm. really uh, feeling complete in your flesh in your in your body because yeah you find ways or you keep exercising ways to give up on yourself or to give yourself mm-hmm. reasons to quit or you make decisions mm-hmm. at very turbulent moments in your life rather than trying to to let moments pass and you get a really clear understanding of who you want to be and then making a decision 
Mm -hmm. Um, And these Mm -hmm. storms can last for long periods of time. Yeah. You know, and that's the other thing that nobody tells you is it's like, yes, you won't apologize, you know, but the whole time you're in this great event about to be awarded, you're literally trying to figure out if this is the right door you were supposed to walk into. Yeah. You know, like how much more confirmation do you need? But there's still just, I mean, honestly, I know it's silly, but (laughs) (laughs) no, but I think that's great. I think that shows that, you know, it doesn't matter. You're going, you're going to experience the stuff, right? The the Mm -hmm. frustration, the sadness, but what are you going to experience it for? Mm-hmm. because yeah. at least in my life I was experiencing these things before I was really definite about what I wanted to do absolutely so do you want to experience you want to be apologetic for 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 things that aren't even really giving you any peace or any joy or any happiness or do you want to be unapologetic yeah. for something that makes you feel great you yeah. know what I mean yeah absolutely so well, that's... and I think that I think that the storms. Oh, bear with me, because I know, especially if there's, I, I say this for the benefit of anybody listening, because I know how absolutely trite this sounds. But the storms are a gift, and again, I survived cervical cancer. I survived domestic violence. I survived a horrible divorce. I've survived my house being broken into. I mean, you guys, the list goes on and on. And at the time, did it feel like a gift? Hell no. But also, I really, truly, truly believe that those were times that God was pushing me toward what I was supposed to be doing. And if it didn't hurt, if it didn't hurt bad enough, I would have stayed. I would have stayed in those positions where I was literally boiling to death. Oh. Ooh, that is so, that's so real. That's so real. And it sucks. And it's, you know, it's, it's not, it's so again, I just, I apologize to you or anybody who's listening, who's, who is on fire right now because don't apologize. right now I'd probably just shut your podcast off if I, they heard me say that, but I, you don't have to apologize that to for some, that. You can't say it, but you can't say that to somebody who's in the moment. You can't say that to somebody who just lost a, a spouse. You can't yeah. say that to somebody who's in the moment where they just got fired and they have they don't have enough money to pay their rent. Like you can't say that when you're in the moment, mm. and you never really can see it until you're through it. Um, and so I am apologizing from a place of being empathetic toward people who are probably likely listening to this and going through something really bad. Um, But just know that there, there always is another, there's an end. There's always like something on the other side of it. And, you know, you got to walk through that hell. Don't set up shop there. Hmm. Don't live there because there's something better on the other side. Yeah. Yeah, that's so real. You got to get through it. Don't set up shop there. All right. So (sighs) I should probably let you do this thought exercise, right? Sure. Okay. I don't want to stop interviewing. I really want to ask you more (laughs) questions. That's what I'm struggling with right now. Well, we can just chat anytime. Okay. <laughs> okay, gal. She she said we can just chat anytime. So if there she reappears go. several times, then for different topics, <laughs> you guys know. Um yeah, it's it's really, really great discussing this with you. I'm I am um I'm on a real self development, self empowerment journey as I'm sure are some of you who are listening to this. And that may mean different things for different people. But what I do know is that there are many, many times where what you're gaining does not seem to equate to what you are losing. But Mm -hmm. if you know what you're supposed to be doing, 
who you are. If you refuse to apologize, then you're you're in the right place. And that's more important mm-hmm. than anything else. And that's how I have felt throughout this entire um throughout you know the last this 2021 has just been a lot. So if you can relate to that, you know, then you know you you feel my pain on that. 2021 has just been a lot. And so but what I have noticed is that I truly believe and I know that I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be, which is confusing because sometimes there's so many bad things happening. So you're just like, yep. how is it I feel like I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be, but all of this is happening? Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's just interesting. So thank mm-hmm. you for shedding some light on that. And I will definitely um, do a lot more empathy work for myself. Uh, Good. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I want to talk like books now that I've been listening to and all kinds of other stuff, but I'll let you give your thought exercise. Um, I'm going to give you just a couple moments to think about your thought exercise and I'm going to uh, run an ad real quick. Okay. 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 So uh, while Andy is coming with a thought exercise, I want to talk to you really briefly about um, who you are and what you provide to the world. Now, if you are anything like myself, anything like I was, um, you know, not too long ago, you're sitting at a job or in a situation where you feel underutilized, you feel uh, small, you feel unimportant, and it is because you don't have a lane, you don't have an avenue, you don't have an opportunity to showcase your gifts and talents, your unique personality. And what I'm inviting you to do is to start a podcast and I will help you. Podcasting is a fantastic platform um, that is far, far, far too few, uh, that far too many, too few people utilize um, in order to really launch themselves as either a speaker, an expert, or a thought leader in some topic. And if you are one of those people, I want you to reach out to me um, at Empower You Podcast at gmail.com. Okay. Um, I offer one-on-one coaching strategy sessions, modules, tutorials, anything that you would need in order to create a sustainable time-saving scalable podcast correctly. Something that you can sell, monetize, and continue to use to build your brand, yourself, your expertise. So again, email me at empoweryoupodcast at gmail.com. I'm happy to get you on a one-on-one call. You don't have to buy anything. Um, I will tell you if you're accepted into the program, it is not free and it is not cheap, but it is life-changing. And I have had the opportunity to work with some people and create some really awesome outcomes for themselves um, and take back control uh, of their lives um, for the better. So again, if you're one of those people and you're just kind of thinking, you're wondering, uh, you want to get out of the situation that you're in, you need to give me a call. You need to send me an email, empoweryoupodcast at gmail.com. And I would love to talk to you and get your podcast started today. Okay, Andy. Awesome. I love it. So uh, I'm actually going to give you two. Ooh, um, all right. So one I kind of already touched on, and that is that concept of putting your own mask on first. So when you are going through something or a, a situation arises and you start to hear your inner voice, your emotions, um, you know, that negative self-talk that creeps up, you know, you should have done that better. Why are you doing this? You're no good at that. You know, just whatever that self-talk is, you need to lose weight. You need to gain weight. You'd, you know, <laughs> whatever that is. Um, literally visualize pulling that mask out of the airplane ceiling or whatever you have to do to do this visualization, putting your own mask on first, you know, and, and I'm sure that a lot of your listeners have heard this, but, you know, these are things that you would never say to a good friend. If a good friend came to you and said, man, I just did this thing you would never say to them, you were such a freaking idiot. I can't believe you did, you know, why would you do it that way? Blah, blah, blah. Like you, you would encourage them. You would extend grace. You would tell them like, 
man, that really sucks, but we all make mistakes. You'll do better next time, whatever. I want you to put your own mask on. I want you to stop that talk, stop that cycle. I want you to tell yourself what you would tell a friend in your situation. You know, and, and again, that's, it's, it's going to depend totally on whatever is going on, but just practicing that grace, that grace and empathy for yourself. And it's going to feel really unnatural. And here's the second part of the exercise. Fake it till you make it. And what I want you to do is physically fake the emotion that you wish you were feeling in that moment. So if it is a moment of imposter syndrome, <laughs> you're looking at me like, what? <laughs> if it is a, that moment of imposter syndrome, you know, I'm standing in the governor's residence. I'm about to get a medal from the governor's wife. And I feel like I don't belong. And somebody is going to figure me out. I physically am going to take on the posture of confidence. And I'm happy to be here. I'm so honored. You know, all of those types of things. And forcing, it, it's like forcing a smile when you're feeling worried, right? Or um, like I said, forcing that kind of, that more relaxed, open, confident body posture when you're feeling nervous. And um, if you're having a hard time sort of mustering that up, what I like to do is visualize what someone else would look like who is doing that. We can all think of someone that we know personally, or even someone, you know, sometimes it's even a character on a movie or a TV show. I'm going to be totally honest with you. If you've ever watched Scandal, <laughs> um, I channel Olivia Pope when I need to feel confident because that woman never walks into a room not feeling confident about herself. I also want her entire wardrobe, but that's another podcast. Um, so, so just, you know, visualizing what, what, what does someone's face look like? Who's very calm and peaceful and happy, or what does someone's body language tell me when they're feeling confident and sure of themselves? Um, and, and kind of mimic those things. Um, it's, we don't always think about what our physical body is doing. Uh, in a moment of high emotion. And so it does, it takes some adjustment and it takes, that's why I say fake it till you make it because eventually you'll kind of, it's almost like you wear new pathways in your brain of when this is how I feel, this is how I act and this is how I look. Where up until now, when I feel stressed or I feel angry, this is how I look and this is how I act, right? Um, it's kind of wearing that new pathway of like, I feel stressed. I feel unsure of myself, but I'm going to take a breath. I'm going to take a beat. I'm going to drop my shoulders. I'm going to unclench my jaw. I'm probably going to put a little smile on my face and we're going to get through this. Absolutely. Wow. Put your mask on first. Um, mm -hmm. Tell yourself what you would tell a friend that you love. Mm -hmm. And pretend you feel like you wish you felt. Yep. Fake it till you make it. That's amazing. Fake it till you <laughs> make it. I've been doing that yeah. a lot lately. Good. It fools a lot of people too. Yeah. <laughs> it fools a lot of people. That yep. is amazing. Thank you so much. These are all such practical, easy to execute um, thought exercise, exercises that we can we can really start to use right away. That's that's one of the reasons I love the thought exercises because no matter where you're going, no matter what's going on, no matter when you're catching this podcast, you can start right away faking mm -hmm. it till you make it. You can start yeah. right away giving yourself a little bit more empathy. And these are these yeah. are this is more than just me and Andy having a great conversation. This is something that you can take away from this conversation that maybe you haven't heard from anybody around you. Maybe no one has reminded you to have empathy for yourself. Well, Andy did. And that's what we do here at Empower You Podcast. In order to be empowered, 
you got to love yourself. You got to give yourself that love. And it's not always pretty. So thank you so, so much, Andy. You are phenomenal. No wonder you're on all of the boards and, and have <laughs> all of the awards. That's fantastic. Uh, well, I think you are pretty phenomenal. I'm so honored when you reached out and asked me to be on your podcast. Thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely. So um, how can people interact with you? How can they sign up for your coaching? Um, what mm -hmm. can they do to stay connected with you now that they've heard you and they can't get enough of you and they want to find you? How do they do it? Yes. Uh, so the best place to go, I would say the singular place to go is my website, tidewatercoaching.com. Um, from there, you can find my email, you can find my social media handles. Um, you can take a look at my coaching packages and get a sense of what I offer in that regard. So that's probably the best place to go. Okay. Tidewatercoaching.com. And you can stay in touch with her. Thank you, yep. Andy. Thank you so, 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 so much. I hope you have a great rest of your evening. Do you want to say anything before we close it up? Um, I just want to thank everybody for listening and keep listening to Kibway. He's such a good human, and I know he's going to bring a lot of good to the world through this medium. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, y'all. I will talk to you guys in another episode. Love yourself. Uh, put your mask on first. Fake it till you make it, okay? I will talk to you very soon. Peace. Empower You Podcast is devoted to bringing real-world wisdom and encouragement to our listeners. We discuss a multitude of life principles and the process from an economic, cultural, and societal perspective. We believe that through tough conversations and shared wisdom, we can pave the path and leave a ladder for the future. Subscribe to our channel and let us empower you.